Hey, Living Truth family, how are you? This is your girl, Nafaya. I am so happy to be here with you all today. I miss you all. I hope you miss me, and I hope that you are ready for some fire content. We got uh, new things to talk about, some serious things to talk about, um, and we're just going up from here, and I'm super happy. Today, we are going to talk about why you might be one of three people who are pre-diabetic. That is a serious topic, and I know it. Um, but this information is for you. Again, why you might be one of three people who are pre-diabetic. You're thinking not me? It might be you. You might have no symptoms at all, or you might have some symptoms that don't bother you much. You don't think much of, such as weight gain, uh, fogginess, inability to uh, sleep. Those things you think are, are normal, they're due to stress. Those are abnormal, and they might indicate that you are pre-diabetic. Along with those symptoms, you might have uh, frequent hunger or thirst, frequent urination, other indications that you might be pre-diabetic, and God forbid that you have passed that stage of pre-diabetic into type 2 diabetes. I have some statistics for you, and I'm going to read these just so I don't miss anything because this information is very, very important. So almost 100 million adults have pre-diabetes. 100 million people. That's more than one in three adults, more than one in three adults. So that could be two out of three adults or three out of three adults. And 80% of those individuals don't even know that they are pre-diabetic. So if you are in a room right now, you're in an office setting, you're in a home, you're listening to this podcast right now, and there are two to three other individuals in that room, in that space with you, one or all of you could be pre-diabetic and not know it. These are the things that put you at risk for being pre-diabetic. Family history is a factor that contrib can contribute to you uh, developing type 2 diabetes. Now, just because someone in your family is a type 2 diabetic or has any type of diabetes, that does not mean that you will get diabetes. However, it does predispose you to that disease along with um, what you are putting in your body. So poor nutritional habits, uh, processed sugar, red meats, uh, which are loaded with saturated fats and hormones. All of those things can activate the genes that are responsible for that diagnosis of uh, any type of diabetes. That's number one. Number two, insulin resistance. Your cells, your muscle fat, they are all responsible for processing the glucose that goes into your body from food. Uh, unfortunately, when you are insulin resistant or pre-diabetic, they, they are used inter interchangeably. Your body uh, doesn't respond to the insulin and it can't use the glucose in the manner that it needs to 
to get it from your bloodstream. So it just sits there in your bloodstream, which causes your numbers uh, to increase. This blood sugar or glucose remains in the cells due to clogged arteries, um, fat deposit. And that is all caused as a result of your nutritional bad habits. Number three is high cholesterol or high triglycerides. What this is, is an increase of fat um, in your blood, which is a result of extra calories, excess sugar, uh, alcohol consumption, um, simple carbohydrate consumption. All of these things lead to high cholesterol and high triglycerides. To avoid this, you can just eliminate the simple sugars, the excess alcohol, the excess fat out of your diet. And the combination of the two can lead to heart attack and stroke. Also, pancreatitis. Your pancreas is where uh, insulin is processed that controls your glucose levels in your body. Uh, When your pancreas is not functioning correctly, that, that is when you get the diagnosis of diabetes. Chronic pancreatitis can lead to uh, diabetes, as you know, research shows that the enzymes necessary uh, to help digest food are ineffective, I should say, when you have high cholesterol or high triglycerides. You can avoid this again by eliminating simple sugars, processed foods, fast foods, uh, salt, oil, and sugar. Again, high cholesterol and high triglycerides are the result of extra calories due to fat. So if you've been diagnosed with high cholesterol, high triglycerides, keep in mind that this puts you at a higher risk of being diagnosed with prediabetes or diabetes. Um, High blood pressure. This is a touchy subject. Many of us, not I, but have high blood pressure this again, this is called the silent killer. Like prediabetes, most people don't even know that they have high blood pressure. And those who do um, know that they have high blood pressure or diagnosed with high blood pressure, they are not taking the appropriate measures to get that blood pressure under control. So high blood pressure does contribute to your risk of prediabetes. Um, it actually increases the risk of prediabetes exacerbating to type 2 diabetes. Uh, And everyone should know, and if you don't know, all areas of an unhealthy lifestyle contribute to high blood pressure. So drinking, smoking, toxic relationships, stress, um, table salt, Foods that are high in fat and trans fat, fried and fast foods, caffeine, all of that leads to high blood pressure. Uh, So, you know, I am going to preach and say, stop eating it. Stop doing it. Do the things that are good for your body. I want you to assess uh, what you're doing, what you're putting in your body, and if it is helping or hurting you. And you'll hear me say this frequently because I want you to get it in your mind. Assess 
what's on your plate. Is it healing you or is it killing you? Assess what you're putting in your mouth. Is it healing you or killing you? Assess your activity. Is your activity healing you or killing you? We want some live people around here. We want people living a long, long time. Uh, And here at Living True, we want to help you do that. We want to help you to live an intentional life of vitality through nutrition. And I would like to add in there a life of intentional longevity. (laughs) Um, Being overweight, inactivity, poor nutrition, and stress. And I'm sorry, you guys, something is itching me. I don't know what it is. Back back to what we're talking about. Being overweight, inactivity, poor nutrition, and stress uh, contributes to the increased uh, cortisol in your body, excess weight, especially when you have weight in the midsection, that increases your risk of prediabetes. I bet you all didn't know this. If you are a man, that increases your risk of prediabetes. So listen up, men. You are at greater risk of being diagnosed because you are less likely to go see your care provider and you are less likely to pay attention to the symptoms uh, that you're having. You will dismiss those symptoms easily. And before you know it, you have a full diagnosis of diabetes. If you are a smoker, that also increases your risk. And I touched on that a little bit with high blood pressure. So as you can see, all of these things inter uh, relate uh, your activity, what you're putting in your body, what you, how you're caring for your body, all of those things uh, relate. So if you are a smoker, you are at increased risk of is- insulin resistance. Nicotine impairs the cells so that they don't respond to insulin. Nicotine also increases leptin. And that's a hormone that regulates your food intake. Smoking cessation is the key to eliminating or uh, stopping the progression of diabetes. I know this this gets serious and you guys sometimes don't like to hear these serious things. You feel like, oh, you don't want us to do anything. No, I absolutely do not want you to do anything that is putting you at risk for a lifestyle illness and that is cutting your lifespan short. I absolutely do not. You will never get me to agree to allow you to do anything that is going to cut your lifespan short, that is putting you at risk for lifestyle diseases, that is going to decrease your level of vitality. I am going to speak against it each and every time. Another thing that puts you at risk of a diagnosis of prediabetes is if you are 45 years or older, your age puts you at risk for prediabetes. That doesn't mean because you're 45 years or older, you will get diabetes, but increased age does put you at risk for prediabetes. If you have uh, darkened skin on your neck, the back of your knees, and the inner parts of your elbows, we call that uh, acanthosis nigricans. And that is evidence that you have some insulin resistance going on and you are probably uh, pre-diabetic. You uh, might have seen someone with a dark neck, dark underarms, 
uh, dark areas behind their knees and the inner sides of their elbows, um, people with darkness around uh, their nose areas. That is an indication of insulin resistance. And then certain medications also put you at risk for prediabetes. So taking steroids, antipsychotics, uh, autoimmune viral medications, all of those things uh, can put you at risk for prediabetes because it does increase your the level of glucose in your body. And your body does not, when you're taking those medications, it hinders uh, the processing and the, the filtering of that medication out of your system, which could lead uh, to a diagnosis of prediabetes. So we've gone over about 10 simple things that might indicate to you that you are one in three or more than one in three individuals who have prediabetes and don't know it. I've told my story over and over again. I was pre-diabetic and I didn't know it. However, I knew something was wrong. I was overweight. I had migraines. I was always tired. I was getting sick when I was uh, working out. Uh, so many other symptoms that indicated I was pre-diabetic. Uh, I didn't believe that I could be pre-diabetic because I, although technically I was overweight, because I am petite, I didn't consider myself uh, overweight. I had too much weight around my midsection, which we talked about which put me in the category of obesity and also put me at risk for prediabetes. And when I went to the doctor and we were trying to figure out what was going on when she, uh, when my labs came back and my A1C was high, th then we knew what the problem was. Again, I did not fix that immediately. Uh, it's not a quick fix. It's not an easy fix. It does take eliminating um, fat, oils, sugars um, out of your nutritional um, intake. It does take moving your body, um, evaluating your environment, and assessing every element of your life. Is, is this factor killing me? Or is it killing me? And that comes down to your job, uh, to, to the individuals that you're dealing with, your relationships, um, the activities that you are participating in. And again, I am not trying to be Debbie Downer, but the truth is the truth. And as you can see behind me, my sign says, if it can be destroyed by the truth, then it deserves to be destroyed by the truth. A lot of what we are doing to our bodies, what we are putting in our bodies, what we are not doing for our bodies, it is negatively affecting us and it is killing us. Uh, some, some, some of it is killing us faster than other things, uh, but it is definitely uh, killing us. Some things that are killing us is silent, such as high blood pressure, such as prediabetes, such as high cholesterol, high triglycerides. Um, these things are killing us slowly and silently, but we can avoid that 
with proper nutrition and fitness and getting ourselves into uh, the proper environment, taking better care of ourselves, um, visiting our healthcare providers regularly. Um, but the most important thing is the nutritional factor. We can eliminate high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high triglycerides, prediabetes, stroke, um, a lot of the other lifestyle diseases we're dealing with by changing what we eat, what we put in our body, um, eliminating the fast food and the deep fried food, uh, eliminating all the cakes and pies and potato chips. Yes, it all tastes good. And just like you, I used to love it all until I got the knowledge that made me aware that eating these things, putting these things in my body were harmful. They were not helping me at all. And I, I, I zoned in on the men a little bit who are at greater risk of being diagnosed with prediabetes and diabetes for the simple fact that they don't see their health providers regularly. They ignore the symptoms. But I also want to hyper-focus on our children. Unfortunately, we overlook um, the risk factors for our children. We are responsible for what our children are eating. We are responsible for how they're developing. We are responsible uh, for their health and well-being. And if you are allowing your child to eat uh, sugar, processed sugar, allowing your child to eat fast food regularly, deep fried food regularly, uh, indulge in um, desserts regularly, you are harming your child and their development and their growth, and you are putting them at risk of early death. Like it or not, the truth is the truth. Um, today, so many of our children are obese and majorly obese. There is no reason for a, a three-year-old toddler to be 70 pounds. It's not cute. I don't care what outfit you dress it up in. That's not cute. I don't care the sunglasses, the purse, you match, how you pose them on a picture. It's not cute. You, you are risking heart disease. You are risking diabetes. You are risking brain damage. What you may not recognize as a parent is that sugar is so toxic to our children's mind, and it does hinder their development. It hinders their ability to concentrate in school. It hinders their ability to uh, make rational decisions. Uh, um, unfortunately, a lot of our children are diagnosed with ADHD. When in fact, they probably don't have ADHD. If you would cut out the sugars, the red dyes, the processed foods uh, that have chemicals in them that we have no clue of what they are, the child's behavior will change. And, I, and, and I'm sorry if I'm stepping on some toes. I'm not talking about your parenting skills. I'm giving you information on how to help your child develop well 
do well in school, do well in their extracurricular activities, and even as an individual. Start them young. And then we are not having these conversations 30 years from now, you know, when, when every single child is uh, overweight, every single child is diagnosed with ADHD, every single child is labeled as uh, bad or problematic. A lot of it has to do with diet. I'm going to do a whole uh, podcast about, and, you, and you'll see posts about our youth and prediabetes and their risk. You would be baffled on the research uh, around it. We'll do a deep, deep dive into it. Um, I might even open it up as a live question and answer session because um, our children are our future. Our children are very intelligent. They have more information than we ever had uh, as parents in our generation. And so I may open it up for the children who are experiencing diabetes to help me teach this, uh, to help me demonstrate how important it is for the nutrition to be on point, to live an intentional life of vitality. Well, today, folks, that's all I have for you. Um, I get super excited about this. I probably could be on here for hours uh, going on and on and on about uh, nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and how to live a long, uh, prosperous life of vitality. But I won't hold you today. Thank you for joining me. Put your questions uh, in the comment box below. Comment. Um, and let's have some conversation around this topic. Let's stop diabetes in its tracks. We can do that through nutrition, through fitness, overall lifestyle changes. And I would love to partner with you to do that. If you need some help with your nutrition, I am the lead coach here at Living Truth, where we encourage everybody to live an intentional life of vitality through nutrition. You can reach out to me at uh, livingtruth.com on Instagram at living.truth. Of course, right here on YouTube, go back and watch some of the videos uh, at Living Truth and on Facebook. Any social media platform, you can find me. That's Living Truth, L-I-V-N dot truth. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Looking forward to hearing from you. So glad that uh, you are listening. Please like this video, share this information and get in touch with us. Bye.